Welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today we want to talk about setting goals without shame. So welcome to 2024. Um, Emily's back from maternity leave. Yay! Woohoo! Welcome, welcome. So excited. We have our regular uh, co-hosts on the podcast today. Woohoo! So excited Yay. to be back. <laughs> and this is such a fun topic. I'm so passionate about goals. <laughs> yeah, me too. And it's the time of year to talk about them because everybody's setting goals for the year, resolutions for the year, intentions, whatever you mm-hmm. call it. You're thinking about what do you want this year to be and how are you going to do all the things. All the things. All yeah. The things. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about setting goals without shame. Um, because in our experience and in our own personal lives, um, we've really felt like a lot of the reasons that people set goals stem from a feeling of like, I have to do more in order to be Mm -hmm. better, which can translate into that, those shame feelings. And really it sets us up to fail from the start. Like we set all these productivity goals. We set all these health goals, writing goals, whatever they are, because somehow if we achieve them, it will fix us. Yeah. There's nothing that hustle culture pervades more than goal setting. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's, it's, it's a tool. Goal setting is a tool, right? It's an, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a Mm -hmm. tool that we can use, but it's a tool that can be used to shame ourselves. It's a tool that can be used to push ourselves in ways that, you know, we're not, we don't want to be pushed in or shouldn't be pushed in. It's a tool that can be used, um, to, to shame ourselves and just try to control ourselves. That's, that's what I was looking for. Cause that's how I used to use them is I felt like if I, I wouldn't achieve enough if I didn't like use really rigid goal setting and like, you know, mapping out using the full focus planner, like we were talking about yesterday (laughs) to map out like how I was going to, like when I was going to do every little step of a project. Cause if I didn't map it out, then it wasn't going to happen. And then like, I would be a failure of the human being. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have a great relationship with goal setting you guys. Um, but, but I think so many of us have, see it as a tool that we're like, Oh, this is the tool that's going to help me succeed. Um, but it's not actually coming from a healthy place. And so, um, that's what we're going to break down today. Yeah. It feels really healthy. I mean, you know, you look at like the beginning of a new year as a time of resetting, renewing, like let's get on the right track. Um, But like with, with like health goals, for example, you know, you set a goal to maybe eat healthier and on the surface, it feels like um, that's good for me. I can't wait to do Mm -hmm. this. It's going to be so great. But underneath the surface, it's like, well, you know, you have a terrible diet. You don't take care of yourself. Like it's all of these negative self-talks mm-hmm. that that fuel like the why. to have a goal. Because yeah. it's like, oh, if I can just meet these goals, then I'll be a better person and I'll, yeah. 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 So don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> End the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to talk to you about um, kind of some ways that this shows up and, and how you can navigate it and how you can set goals um, from a place of self-love. Yes. So – before we get there though, we don't want to set goals from shame. What does mm-hmm. that what does that mean? Mm, that's that's all of these feelings. That's all of these reasons of why you're setting goals to um 
be better as if the current version of yourself is not enough. And we're not saying that like goals don't help you make improvements in your life. Like obviously you know that, but like what you said earlier is there's a tool and you can use it in a strong positive way, or you can use it in like a sneaky, uh, pervasive, like tough way. And setting goals from shame is that pervasive those thoughts, those negative self-talk thoughts that then fuel your goals, trying to teach you or tell yourself that if I do this, if I achieve this, I have more value. I have mm-hmm. proven that I am good. I have proven that I'm successful, that I'm worthy of being an author, that I can do this, that I can make money. You know, all those hustle reasons that we've talked about before. It's like the the goal, if the goal is coming from that place of not enoughness, that's setting goals from shame. Yeah. I, so last year around this time, Kristen Kiefer, um, who's a great friend of ours and another creative mm-hmm. coach, she had a podcast episode about this topic um, on her podcast, Wild Making. I think we just discovered it's episode seven. Yes, episode correct? seven. Yep. So um, absolutely, if this is speaking to you, go listen to that because she is just such a, a wise and um, articulate person. So I'm going to read a quote from that podcast because it just, it hit me so hard because I was setting goals for the year and I just, you know, picked up this podcast and all of a sudden it was like, she was speaking to my soul and she said something, um, when we're setting goals from shame, this is what it looks like. We're saying to ourselves something about who I am now or what I'm doing now is not enough, is not good enough, or it's not real enough or lesser than or lacking. And so I'm trying to solve that problem by setting this goal for myself, because if I can achieve this goal, then I believe that I will feel good enough, that I will feel better, that I will be more real, more worthy. Mm -hmm. And it just, if setting goals from that place looks like saying to yourself, I want to prove to myself I can do something or real creatives do this. So I need to follow that. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I can reach this goal, it will mean that I am X, Y, or Z. Right. So if I, if I finish like real creatives, write a draft in the year, Mm -hmm. right. Or real creatives, write a thousand words a day. Right. Or I want to prove to myself that I can write as much as X, writer that I see that writes 1500 words a day. Or if I can finish my draft this year, then that means that I'm a real writer or that I can do that, you know, that I can have a career as a writer, right? We attach all of these like external meanings to the goal that we're trying to achieve. And that is when we're trying to, we're trying to shame ourselves, like browbeat ourselves into Mm -hmm. being a version of ourselves that we want to be because we feel like we're not enough. Yeah. It's all this not enoughness and the flip side of that, which is where we're heading towards, is the feeling of enoughness, the feeling of self-love. And we've talked a lot about this on the podcast before of how central we think this is to the writing mindset. Um, And if if this is something you're working on currently, you're like, I'm trying to make those to feel enough. I'm trying, like I'm working on my mindset actively full props to you. You're doing an amazing job. It's really tough to switch the self-talk that we are, that's so steeped in hustle culture, that's so steep Mm -hmm. in our Western culture of how we talk to ourselves, how we create goals, like you said, how we um, think of success, like what does success mean? Um, it's so steeped in these feelings of not enoughness that it can be really difficult to tease it out, tease it apart and rebuild the belief in yourself, rebuild the trust 
in yourself, the confidence in yourself. Um, so I'm saying this because it's a work in progress to shift away from this, but it does wonders for unlocking creativity, unlocking, and everybody knows I don't love this word, but productivity, like opening yourself up, freeing it, taking away the shame takes away the pressure. And I 100% believe that when you don't have the pressure, you do more, you create more like pressure is strangling. And when you get rid of the pressure and the shame, you're like suddenly like on a cloud free and you can do whatever you want, whenever Mm -hmm. you want. And it's easier, easy with a huge asterisk or easier. Easier. So, so we're talking about goal setting as this thing. That's like, you know, a tool used to oppress ourselves basically. Right. So what happens if you believe you're enough? Do you just not set goals? Do you, are you not ambitious? Like, oh, okay, I'm enough. I don't need to achieve more. Like, how do we how do we bridge that gap? Because I think that that's really, I know yeah. that you like to talk about this. And I think it can be hard to know, like, am I browbeating myself or am I just trying being ambitious from a place of love? Yeah. Oh, I think for me, this is such a good question because I, I think that's your instant thought of, well, if I'm not setting goals from shame, do I just not care about anything? Do I just not want to do anything? Like, how do I get myself to the point where I can do stuff? And it it is a completely different way for me of thinking about the whole process, thinking about the ideas of success and, you know, what you do on a, on a consistent basis. Um, but to, to answer that quickly, TLDR, like, no, of course you can set goals. Of course you can. But they just, the there's a shift to them. There's a shift towards fun and doable. There's a shift towards ease. There's a shift towards um, like what is like realistically accomplishable. And honestly, for me, like determining what was realistically accomplishable was really hard because Mm -hmm. I had to fight with that word of like, what's realistic for me? Like what's accomplishable for me? Because I am a set big goals kind of person. And then I had to learn that like, actually, no, in this current phase of my life, I can't set these massively huge goals or I couldn't Mm -hmm. a year ago. I couldn't set these massively huge goals because I just knew that I wasn't, I didn't want to set a massively huge goal knowing that it would be, I would have to work myself to the bone to get there. Instead, I wanted to set like a goal that I would love, a goal that, that would love me a goal that would feel good, a goal that was like going to be fun. Um, what's so funny to me about hustle culture is like, it's not fun yeah. yet. We do it so hard. <laughs> so um, I still think you can be wildly ambitious. I still think you can have super big dreams. I still think that you can, um, I still think that you can achieve and do a lot. Like I did a shit ton last year that I had no intent, like at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. no expectations for. But as soon as I let go of the expectation or the pressure, it, it, to me, it really was like an unlock. It was like opening a dam and mm-hmm. suddenly, suddenly I could see what made me happy and what I wanted to do and what was fun and doing, I want to do fun things more. Like if something is fun, I want to do it more. I want to do it more yeah. often. I want to do it more frequently. I want to do it more. So if I make it fun, it's more likely for me to do it not yeah. like set this massive goal that is a burden to ch- achieve every day. <laughs> well, oftentimes I think hustle culture tells us if something's fun, it's not hard enough. 
Yes. <laughs> and I think that's, if you take one thing away from this podcast, it's that your goals don't have to feel miserable to achieve. Yes. They should feel doable and fun. And that doesn't, that means that they're, they're good. They're, they're good for you. They're at the exact right level. You're going to go so far if they feel like they're not going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a huge red flag. Oh, um, yeah. So I, so mm, let's, so sorry. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. Practice. Look at us. I know. <laughs> Um, but I was going to say, like you asked earlier, like what's, how do you start this shift and how do we get from shaming goals to self-loving goals? And I, I think a good question to start if you're thinking about this is like, if I felt like I didn't need to prove anything, like what would I want to do? If I felt like I could just play this whole year. What would I want to do if I gave myself like a year to just sit in a sandbox and figure it out? Like, what would I want to do? And that's where you can still dream big. Mm-hmm. Like for last year, I had a goal of um, like figuring out a new writing process that like worked for me. And that was one of my big goals. And that had nothing to do with achieving a certain amount of things. But through doing that work, um, I like wrote more than I ever have in like all of last year. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was fun. It was like, it was an experiment. It was like, let me try it. Let me figure this out. Let me see what I want to do. Like what, what would that big dream look for me if I believed already that I was enough and I didn't need to set a goal to prove I was enough. I already am. I already was enough. So if I believed I was enough, what kind of goals would I make? And that changed the way that I looked at my self-love goals. Love that. I love that. So yeah, so the first, our first advice for you is don't set goals from shame. Watch where your goals are coming from. Like, why are you setting them? Where are the expectations coming from? Um, Kind of who says that that should be your goal? Is it you or is it someone else? Is it some external force <laughs> um, that you're kind of inhabiting as your own? And then ask, yeah, is is what you want to do or the goals that you're setting, are they fun? Do they sound doable? Do they sound easy, like yeah. easeful? maybe not easy, but easeful. Um, like you could show up for them. It's not going to, you're not going to have to browbeat yourself. If you feel like you're going to have to force yourself to do something, um, question why you're asking yourself to do that in the first place. Yeah. Be real with yourself. I mean, because I am, I am an ambitious person, ambitious person, and I am a prideful person. So like Mm -hmm. that word doable to me, it's like anything is doable. (laughs) anything. But then I was like, well, hang on. (laughs) Like, obviously I know that I can accomplish anything. Like, you know, grew, I grew up with the mom telling me that like strong women. Yes, we can do anything that we put our minds to. So that word doable is like, of course I can write a thousand words a day. That's doable. But like, really though, is that what would make me happy? Like, is that easy? Is that, or easeful, as you've said, is that, is that realistically doable in the current phase of your life that has also helped me is to put like just because something might not feel realistically doable right now in the space and time that I exist in doesn't mean it will like it will feel the same year the same way sorry next year um so that's kind of helped me reframe what is actually realistic for me and and take a little judgment off of myself for like choosing to do plan, set goals Mm -hmm. for like a little bit less. Yeah. I love that. Another trick that I've used, um, I've talked about this before, I think 
um, is one of my clients. She set a a minimum goal of she wanted to three times a week, sit down and write at least one paragraph because for her, the hardest thing was just getting into the chair. And she knew that once she did that, the words would flow, but if it was the pressure of setting a word count or setting a time limit, she didn't want to like, that would make her not show up. And so having it like, as long as you show up and write a paragraph, and sometimes that's all that she did, but she still, you know, that was information, not, this is not the time to write today. Um, and then other times she would be there for, you know, two, three hours. Cause she just got real into it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, think outside the box as to the types of goals that you set too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, that's why we want to kind of let go of those productivity expectations. Like maybe word count is not right for you. It wasn't for me. Um, because it felt like such a burden. But for me at this time last year, it was just show up twice a week. And then I started to show up twice a week and I was like, whoa, I feel better. Let me show up three times a week. And then I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me try four or five and like see what happens. And then there were some days where I would go back and I'd be like, no, like three is good right now. We're sick. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything, you know? So it's like, like you said, think outside the box and try really hard not to set um, like a productivity goal, but perhaps think more open-minded of, um, of find what feels good goal. Um, yeah. We're doing yoga with Adrian <laughs> this month. Find what feels good. You know, good. you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, seriously, look up yoga with Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. She's amazing. I, th- I think uh, it's actually findwhatfeelsgood.com. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> go check that out. Find what feels good. Um, okay. <laughs> so the last uh, kind of trick that we want to leave you guys with is to think about how to pair your external goals, right? What we think of as goals, word count goals or mm-hmm. draft goals or whatever. Um, with mindset shift goals. So this is something else that we got uh, that I was inspired by um, from Kristen. Mm-hmm. Kristen Kiefer, Wild Making Podcast. Go check it out. Uh, because Kristen kind of blew my mind with this idea of pairing like this goal that you want to do with the belief that you want to step into that will help you achieve that goal, right? So um, I often use this example um, in the Tenacious Writing Society or community when we talk about this, um, where I really wanted to finish a draft in, I think I had four months and half of the draft left or whatever the goal was. Um, and I realized that I had to step into or step out of my fear of the blank page in order to achieve that. Um, that I was, I, it just wasn't going to happen. Like I had never written that much in four months. And I identified that that was the belief, like sitting down and staring at a blank page was the, the fear that was keeping me from being able to achieve that goal. And Mm -hmm. so no matter how much I like set that goal and browbeat myself and shamed myself, like it wasn't going to happen unless I believed that I was a person who, you know, had fun with the blank page. That was the belief that I wanted to step into. I am a person who has fun with the blank page. Um, and I just love that idea of like really thinking about, okay, I want to set this goal. Like maybe you want to show up, maybe you do want to show up and write 500 words, a, you know, five days a week, let's say, but you've never done that before. So like sitting with yourself and, and looking at, okay, what beliefs or fears, uh, what beliefs do I have or do I want to step into or what fears do I want to step out of um, that are going to prevent me from achieving this goal um, or that I want to step into that could help me to achieve it. Right. You can look at it both ways. Um, but thinking about like the, the, 
fears that you have and the beliefs that you have about your ability to create and things like that, looking at what beliefs you can step into to achieve those goals can help you think about ways to start to shift the way you approach those goals, right? So for me, I was like, okay, this is, I have to stop fearing the blank page. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to start, which means I have to start seeing it as something that's fun. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's, I ended up writing, journaling, outlining by hand, um, and just kind of sketching and starting to play with a scene before I actually went and tried to type it mm-hmm. because that helped me just play around with no pressure, no, like no purpose really other than to explore. And then when I actually went to sit down to face the quote unquote blank page, I already had stuff to work with. And yeah. so it was way less scary and way more fun. So just, just as an example, like it will help you think outside the box as to how, like, what do you need to do to be able to achieve the, the goal that you want to, from a self-love place, achieve for yourself? Yeah. I, and these are, this is a, another place where like, play with it, open your mind, like think of all the different ways, like think of all the different ways that you that mindset shift might help you or what mindset shift is holding you back. Um, It's because for a while with me, with setting those external productivity goals, it was like, this is the only path to success. And then you're like, well, no, who says that? Why does that have to be true? Like, what are those, those narratives you tell yourself that feel true and then examine them and be like, that's not true. So I had a lot of resistance when I had set a goal to only write two days a week of, well, I'm never going to get anything done. And you're like, well, is that true? Is that true? No, of course it doesn't have to be true. And then when I was like, I can actually achieve a lot if I showed up two days a week, that was a huge mindset shift for Mm. me. And I achieved a lot. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Like prove that to me. Uh, So I think there's those, if you just spent like, you know, three minutes writing down, what are all the true quote, huge, massive air quotes. What are all the true narratives that go through your head when you're thinking about setting goals and then Mm. flip them, flip them. How are those things not true? How, why is that a myth? What could you, you know, think differently? Um, that's how I found some of those mindset shifts. That's how I uh, like love that. Yeah. Landed on the ones that spoke to me. Awesome. Cool. So action items. Yeah. Yeah. So as you guys are thinking about, I feel like there's so many action items baked into this episode. So maybe listen to it again and pull them out. (laughs) But we have some questions you can ask yourself as you are setting your goals for this year. So those would be, you know, what's your next milestone goal that you'd like to reach? Um, And then, you know, what are some, what's a procedural goal that you could add that will help you reach that milestone goal, right? You want to finish your, I wanted to finish my draft in four months. It meant I had, you know, had See, I'm already <laughs> jumping into it. it meant that I wanted to show up X number of times a week, right? Or I wanted to write X number of words, whatever works for you. It's different for everybody. Um, and then ask yourself, you know, what belief could you step into that will help you achieve those goals? Um, what fears do you need to let go of and what beliefs can you replace them with? Uh, what easy achievable to you, to you <laughs> in this phase you of your only. life, <laughs> action can you regularly take towards your milestone? So for me right now, that is showing up at least once a day, four days a week. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Like, right. So like what's for you and and really think outside the box for that. It can be word count, time, number, right. All kinds of different ways that you can um, look at that. 
Mm-hmm. And then in what small way can you regularly work to step into your new belief, right? We only start to believe something when we have proven to ourselves that it is true, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I had to, when I feared the blank page, it took me a while of showing up, still fearing it, and like going through the motions of journaling um, before I actually found some play. And then it took me a while longer of pra- doing that practice to actually believe that it would be fun when I sat down, right? There's sometimes you like sit down and you're like, this is going to suck. And then it like doesn't. Yes. <laughs> but it takes a while to to trust that that is actually, you're going to have fun when you sit down. So, um, you know, what are some small ways that you can regularly step into those new beliefs that you are, or let go of those fears that you've identified? I think um, a huge thing that I, I'm not, I don't think I can remember the exact quote, but this was a quote that you and I have talked about, Emily, and that I've said before um, from the uh, Good Inside podcast mm-hmm. with Dr. Becky. And it basically is like the first step towards changing your action is changing your thought. And the idea is bringing like awareness to the thoughts that you're having and catching them is a really good step to like start to change the mindset. So it, like I said earlier, it it's not easy. It's not like you just wake up today listening yeah. to this podcast and you're like, I'm going to believe all of a sudden that this mindset is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it feels like that, but you're still going to have those like pesky old thoughts that you need to catch, you know, bring awareness to in order to fully live out that mindset shift over the course of a, a year longer. You know, this is, this is big work, heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. to really change some of these ingrained beliefs that we've all grown up with or that have been um, like ingrained into our being. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, okay, on top of those questions, another thing that you need to do for action items is don't forget to celebrate your progress and, and your small successes. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to like, ooh, hot take, You don't have to save up your happy, proud feelings of yourself until you've achieved your goal. You can be happy and proud of yourself in the midst of trying a new thing. Like you don't have to have achieved this goal in order to feel good about it. You have done, you're like starting it. So celebrate that small progress, celebrate those small successes, whatever that looks like. Um, You, I am a full believer in like, you got to constantly praise yourself and the, that brought a lot of healing to me. Like, yeah, good job. you're doing your, you're doing your best. Look at you. Wow. <laughs> Coddle uh, yourself. Yeah. yeah. Love on Love yourself. It. Celebrate your small wins the way that a parent would celebrate their exactly. child's small, small achievements. It's yeah. parenting your inner child. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, Bailey, you grabbed a thing. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> yeah. You wrapped your, like you found your thumb. Like, <laughs> celebrate yourself like that cheer for yourself that way exactly (laughs) it's like wow i sat on my computer today that's amazing and it honestly it might feel silly at first but do it like that's another great way to bring some joy to the process to like make it fun um it's to celebrate when you are making that progress when you're when you're doing the thing um and last very important note is don't forget to incorporate rest into this. We are not hustling towards these self-love goals, guys. We are also resting, taking care of yourselves, building that into our year, building that into the goals that we set. Um, dare I say, maybe some of you even need to set your goal is to rest. 
Um, And that is what you focus on this year. And what mindset shifts are you going to create around rest? Um, Rest is so important. It fuels us. It keeps us moving forward. It helps us actually create and sustain way longer progress um, than if you, you know, want to hustle your way through this, which we all know just doesn't work. You'll, Mm -hmm. you'll, it leads to burnout. 100%. And the last thing is if you guys, this is a, these are things we talk about with tenacious writing folks all the time. Tenacious writing is our membership program for writers. Um, And we hold uh, goal setting workshops pretty much every six months. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was definitely like that last year. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. And we'll probably keep doing that. We have um, recordings of all of our goals workshops um, that walk you through step-by-step how you can set up this stuff for yourself and think through it. Um, And we do a lot of general mindset work together. We have lots of coaching calls and whatnot where you can talk to us about your goals and how you're feeling about your goals and work through um, all of those, the feelings that we have around Mm -hmm. goals and when we do and don't meet them and celebrate when we meet them um, as a community and all of that. So if you are looking to do this work with other folks, uh, check out Tenacious Writing for sure. Link in the show notes, friends. Swipe up right now. Tap that link. We want you to be part of our party. Come join our party. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We love goals. We do. Awesome. Well, if you want to get – what? What was that? (laughs) Start over. It's – you guys, I'm back. This is my first time. I'm going to leave this in. (laughs) (laughs) You should. Okay. Restart. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Happy 2024. Bye. Bye.